Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast, Paul's 50 years of sporting memories. In this podcast, I will talk about my favourite sporting memories over the past 50 years with my good friend Glenn. It covers a wide range of sports and the triumphs and heartaches along the way. In each episode, we will go back in time to talk about my memories from a particular year. This is Paul Tonner. Welcome to this episode of Paul's 50 Years of Sporting Memories. I hope you are well and have had a great sporting week. How's your sporting week been, Glenn? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah? Glad, how'd you, how'd you go on the Melbourne Cup? Oh, uh, well, I switched the radio off as soon as I had to start. Yeah? <laughs> just not interested. Just nah. no. I just found out the horse that I put money on, he um, sadly was put down. Yeah. 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 And the other horse, he went like a, he didn't do very well either, so. No. Yeah, no. Nah. That's not good. No, on my uh, Facebook posts today and yesterday, I was putting up uh, some of the memorable Melbourne Cup races from, yeah. from the last, or well, from my memory. Yeah. Yeah, especially 1995, the first year I, I picked a winner. <laughs> it took a long time. <laughs> yeah, that was Doremus. Yeah, Damien um, Oliver. I heard a story from another guy that he gave up on betting on the Melbourne Cup because every horse he bet on each year had to be put down. Yeah, yeah, well, this is it. You know, you just think, especially in recent years, because uh, yeah. some of the horses have been put down, haven't they? Quite a few, I think. Yeah, one of, oh, it might have been five years ago. Yeah. At least two of the horses were put down in that, the end of that race. Yeah. So, yeah, you wonder if it's humane for them to be running those distances. And, yeah. 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 Yeah, I think one of my earliest recollections, I think it was a 1979 Melbourne Cup. And I, I uh, well, I was backing Hyperno, I think was the name of the horse. And, yeah, it was the favourite and, yeah, it was put down. Yeah. Oh, no, it was Dulcify. Hyperno Dulcify. won it, I think. Yeah, Dulcify was the one. Yeah. I had money on. And uh, I remember that when um, when Lotto first started. Yeah, I remember that. The, the Monday before the Monday before the Melbourne Cup. Yeah. They always had a million dollar prize. Really? Yeah. Like it was drawn it used it only started to be drawn every Monday. Yeah. When it first started. And it was sort That's of That's right. Yeah. It'd get up to five hundred thousand, mm. but it'd sort of be be the Monday before Melbourne Cup. It'd be a million dollars. Yeah, and then a, a few years later, it started to go up from there. And then they yeah. introduced Wednesday as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's why I used to recollect mm. about about. Melbourne Cup was, oh, yeah, that's right, we have the million dollar. I never knew that. Lotto draw on the Monday Jeez. before. So. Yeah. No, it's the only time of the year I um, go to the TAB and yeah. play some bets, but each year I don't learn my lesson. Last time I picked a winner was in 2010. Yeah. So, yeah, another year bites I, of dust. I always <laughs> got a bit of bet on the grand final if the Lions, Lions, Brisbane Lions were in it, but yeah. unfortunately you cursed them. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't make it. Nah. And unfortunately. Never know, next year might be the year. Yeah. 
Yeah. Unfortunately, we lost our great Sean Connery. This oh, week. we did too. Yeah, yeah, 90 years old. Yeah. And I, he was my favourite Bond. Was he? Yeah, yeah. my favourite was Roger Moore. Yeah. yeah. I, I, but he was great though. Yeah, I, I just found Sean Connery sort of had more of everything. Yeah. He had the, he had the style of being a nice guy and yeah. and being suave and also being very, you know, yeah. getting into the action. Yeah, the movie for me where he stood out was um, The Untouchables. Yeah. yeah. I think he got an Academy Award for that, I think. Yeah. 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 But, uh, no, he was a great actor. No, I just heard earlier in the year, you know, there was – yeah, he was celebrating his 90th birthday and yeah. I think then they said he was in, you know, yeah, in poor, yeah. poor health and, yeah. yeah. And, uh, they had a jet on, on TV, on Nine Gem, they had a, 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 Connor, a Sean Connery marathon. Oh, did they? But I, I couldn't make it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I went, I, yeah it was showing all these one movies he's doing. He's been around a long time. Yeah. Mm. And, um, you know, heard today that Kanye, Kanye West yeah. is trying to buy Universal Music. Oh, which really? Which is the biggest music company in the world. Yeah. Because they, they actually own his masters yeah. to all his music and he tried taking the to court to um, you know, buy, get back his masters. Yeah, but, yeah, because they they also hold the masters for the um, Rolling Stones catalog. Oh, did they? All their music. Yeah. So they're big, a huge big, company. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's been reported that Kanye yes, is going to try and buy yeah. buy the industry, buy, buy the company. He's married to one one of the Kardashians. Yeah. Yeah. But um, Universal Music is worth $35 billion. Jeez. But apparently the um, their shareholders are keen to sell. Yeah. Apparently they've already sold. Well, they've probably got the money, eh? They probably – well, he's it, it, also re- reportedly in um, – in talks with Elon Musk, yeah, to um to get in, mm. and you know, maybe buy the company and, and yeah. that because he, he he wants to give the masters back, right? So which, but that's where it's it's a two, two it's an awkward situation because if they, if they give the masters back, mm. how is that how is the company going to make money? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Uh, because the whole idea of a, of a of a music contract is that the as a music company gives you a buttload of cash yeah. to go and record, but because mm. they've paid for it, they own the copyright. Yeah. So you know, okay. that, that, that's what you get for. Gosh. For um. For. He wants to buy the whole thing out. Yeah, so he can give back the masters. Hmm. Because he believes that the master, the masters belong to the um, to the people that performed it. Yeah. Yeah. But because with the masters and, and copyrights, yeah. yeah, they can go on for decades. Yeah. Be passed down to generation to generation. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, 
okay. So, so it's, been, it's been an interesting week, but yeah. uh, as the Gold Coast we into summer, now we've had one day of pouring down rain, the next oh, day yeah. boiling heat, and then yesterday was cool yeah. a bit, yeah. The weekend Paul decides to go camping <laughs> happens to be one of the worst storms in memory. <laughs> Hail. Oh, came down buckets, didn't it? Yeah, sure. Now, well, I was up in Brisbane, but I heard the hail was worse here on the uh, Gold yeah, Coast. Yeah, yeah, there was apparently mm. around Pippermar and that yeah. a, lot, a lot of cars got written off. Oh, really? From hard damage. Gosh. So with this episode, we're looking at uh, sporting rivalries. So, yeah, so with a, a sports rivalry, so as defined by Wikipedia... It's an intense competition between athletic teams or athletes affecting participants, management and supporters, all to varying degrees. So an example, I guess, well, before I can remember, was the uh, Muhammad Ali Joe Frazier. Yeah. Yeah. But, but what, when you just read out that uh, explaining about, civil, about sporting rivalries, mm. It sounded like my family growing up. Yeah. <laughs> Same with mine. With my siblings. Oh, yeah, you, you've got seven, I only had yeah. four. <laughs> <laughs> we had our sporting rivalries too. Yeah. yeah. One person of the team would go for Manly and another two person would go for Parramatta. <laughs> well, one of my sisters went for Manly and yeah. most of the – yeah, people in my family went for Parramatta, so she was <laughs> she was heavily outnumbered. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, the Ashes is a yeah one one major sporting rivalry. It's been going since eighteen seventy seven when the first Test match was played between England and Australia in cricket, and they've played for the Ashes in an urn. And you want to know how big that urn is? Because I've seen it in real life in the MCC um, Museum. <laughs> It'd be like, yeah. it's about that big. Yeah. Um, it's probably, how, how big's that, you reckon? Two inches? Yeah. 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 Well, it's only one burnt bale in a little cup, is it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what happened in 1882, England lost a test match to Australia. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the uh, bales were burnt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, and they went into a little urn, yeah. and they stay there all the time. Yeah. So even if Australia win the Ashes, it stays there. <laughs> they just get like a replica. <laughs> is not the original in the casing in yeah. in the Lord's Museum yeah. or something? Yeah, I saw it there in nineteen ninety four. Yeah, when I did a tour of Lords when I was in London. Uh, yeah, and there's a much to look at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of history there yeah. between the two sides. Yeah. So with uh, that, researched it and they've played 335 test matches against each other. Yeah. Australia's won 136 test matches, England 108, and they've had 91 draws. But when you look at series played, which is the big one, so 71 series have been played. Australia have won 33 and England have won 32, yeah. six draws. Yeah. So the last series they played in England last year was drawn two all, but Australia retained the Ashes because yeah. they 
won it in Australia uh, previous times. So, um, yeah, but it's always been very competitive, you know. Like uh, the only time was from 1989 to 2005 yeah. when Australia just dominated, you know. Uh, um, Australia just had one in a lifetime side. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but the other big sporting rivalry that has really stood up out stood stood out in my time because there's been heaps, yeah, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds over yeah. the history of time. Yeah. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm just thinking of all the ones that have stood out um, for myself. Yeah. You know, I'm sure there's been heaps that have happened in American sport. Yeah. And, you know, between all the all the gridiron teams and the baseball teams yeah. and. You know, like the New York Yankees, New York Mets, and yeah, um, yeah. But with state of origin rugby league, yeah, you know, New South Wales and Queensland have played since 1980, yeah. and yeah, they the 2020 series starts tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah, they're playing it in November this year yeah. because of the pandemic. Yeah. They normally play it in June, July. Yeah, during the week. Um, and it's about halfway through the season. Yeah, the normally. Yeah. Mm. No, it's all different this year. Yeah. And, yeah, since 1980, 38 series have been played. Queensland have won 21. New South Wales have won 15 series. There's been two two drawn series. Yeah. Yeah, and 117 games have been played. Queensland have won 62. New South Wales, 53. Two draws. Yeah. Queensland have been the dominant side. and yeah. yeah, I just don't know, you know, on paper a lot of the time, New South Wales have got the better side on paper. But yeah. Queensland just, they put that maroon jersey on and, yeah. oh, you know, yeah. boys become men. <laughs> <laughs> become and like, a, yeah. yeah. Well, see, what, what happened before 1980, see, um, so the, the New South Wales have played Queensland for years and years. Yeah. It's probably like 1908. Yeah. Um, but New South Wales would pretty much flog Queensland all the time. Oh, yeah. Because what, what would happen, a lot of the good Queensland players would go and play in the New South Wales competition. Yeah. Where all the money and fame was. Yeah. Yep. Um, so you'd have guys like Arthur Beetson putting on New South Wales jerseys and Rod yeah. Reddy and... Yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, but, it, yeah, it got to the stage there. Yeah, it was just dying, you know. And they thought, oh, we've got to do something. Yeah. So they, that's when they brought in the state of origin. So uh, it's from where you played your first um, game when you I think you were 16 years of age. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it was from where you were born. No, no. We see you've got players like uh, Greg Inglis, who was born in New South Wales. Yeah. He played for Queensland. Yeah. Yeah, mongrel. <laughs> <laughs> but then Peter Sterling, he was born in Toowoomba. Yeah. But he played for New South Wales. Yeah. So, yeah, it's from where they were when they were 16 uh, years okay. old. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but the first yeah. 1980, 1981, yeah, they just played the one game because it was sort of like an experimental know. sort of thing, you know, to see... Whether yeah. it would take off or not, yeah. I think eighty-two. Uh, yeah, nineteen eighty-two was the first series. Oh, yeah. They played the three games. Yeah, <coughs> so, yeah. 
So the first one was just the exhibition match, so to speak. Yeah, pretty much. To see if it yeah. would take off. Yeah. Yeah, it was <laughs> like they played an exhibition game in yeah. America in 1987. Yeah. Um, but nah, they haven't gone back there and played. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's a huge market over there in America. Yeah. <laughs> the old footy football. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, you're looking at, I'm going back through the decades and you look at the 1970s and one of the main ones that stands out was the, uh, the Fibros versus the Silvertails, the Western Suburbs Magpies versus Manly Warringah. So, you know, Western Suburbs is out the Western Sydney and, yeah. um, you know, yeah, it's tough, tough environment. Where Manly, you know, they're on the beaches and nice houses, and but oh boy, they didn't like each other, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they had some big uh, brawls at Lickham Oval. Yeah, and, yeah. and Parramatta in those days, yeah, you know, that was way out west. Oh yeah, but yeah. Pa- but Parramatta now is uh, the second city of Sydney. It is, yeah, because it's massive. Oh, it is, yeah. Uh-huh. I lived right in the centre of Parramatta there for yeah. three or four years, and. Yeah. Well, basically what happened was uh, Roy Masters, the Western Suburbs coach, he would he'd just brainwash his players about this class war. And, yeah, they made a documentary about it. And, you know, they're the bloody silver tails, you know. He, he just said, you know, they just hate their guts and they look down on us, they think we're scum. And, yeah. Yeah, but I remember when I was a kid and even now, but especially when I was a kid, like the Blue Mountains train, Going the central, uh, go past Lickham Oval. Yeah. And if you're lucky, if I was lucky enough, it'd be on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon yeah. and I could watch some of the game while I'm going past on the train. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the old rattlers. Oh, yeah. yeah. It would have yeah, taken a lot longer to go up the Blue Mountains from Sydney back in those oh, days. Oh, yeah. yeah. It does now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's not too bad because it's, you know, still stops at every bloody stop. And yeah, that, so. but the speed of the trains between stations. Yeah, I guess so. Mm. Mm. No, it's much more pleasant trip now. The um, a mm. friend of mine did a trip up on the train up to Cairns. Yeah, I wouldn't mind doing that one day. And, um, and the modern train actually broke down. The air conditioner broke down. Yeah. So they actually pulled out a, a historic train mm. from the museum. And oh, they, really? And they continued the trip in that. Yeah? Where it was all open carriage. And he, yeah, said, he said that was so good because, you know, not only got the cool breeze in, but they got to hear the environment. Gee, that'd be a long trip up there. Yeah. That'd be at least two days, wouldn't it? Well, well I've done cans to Port Macquarie. Yeah. And that were in a bus that stopped at every bloody town, and that was forty-four hours. Yeah, I probably slept for about four bloody oh, minutes. Oh, that'd be torture. I've yeah. done Sydney to Brisbane. That was bad enough. Yeah, because it was a bit. Yeah, the people were still allowed to smoke. Oh and, yeah, and kids, mm. uh, and they were stopping at uh, every yeah. seemed like every hour. Yeah. yeah. Gosh. Anyway. Yeah, one of the other big. Um, rivalries was the Beyond Borg and John McEnroe in tennis. Yeah. I remember sitting with my family watching the 1980 Wimbledon final 
They uh, played an epic five-setter. Uh, Beyond Borg won in five sets. Um, but, geez, he had the fight for it. Oh, boy. Because yeah. <laughs> that, that went on from 1987 till 1981. Mm. That's, that's yeah. the rivalry between them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I think Bjorg, Beyond Borg won about four or five Wimbledons in a row. Yeah. Yeah. But McEnroe was throwing all these tantrums, wasn't he? <coughs> and, uh, oh, excuse me. Yeah. yeah. Answer the question, jerk. Uh, he wanted to, yeah, wanted to know the answer now. Chalk flew up. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I think a lot of that was just, you know, to put off his opponent. And, yeah. Yeah. But you go to the 1980s and you had Carlton versus Collingwood in the AFL. And over history, they've played 127. Uh, well, actually, they've had 127 wins each, four draws. And they played in against each other in the 1981 and 82 grand finals. Yeah. And Carlton won both. And that's where they got the term, the Colling, Colling, Colling Wobbles. Colling Wobbles. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, Collingwood would be like Parramatta. It could never win a grand final after so many years. Yeah. At least they did. Parramatta is still waiting. <laughs> so hopefully I might see one again in this lifetime. <laughs> Maybe. But then you look at Parramatta versus Manly. That's shown in the Tui's ads that I, I put on the Facebook page. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Parramatta won the 1982 and 83 grand finals. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, like... Manly, so these were the days before the salary cap. Yeah. So Manly, you know, they were just loaded with money and they just went out. Open checkbook. Oh, and just yeah, just loot. spent money galore, you know. Yeah. And they just thought, oh, you know, we, we'll just buy ourselves a premiership. And yeah. <laughs> Parramatta just had too much skill for them. Yeah. And 83, Manly just dominated the whole season. Yeah. But they always struggled against Parramatta. Yeah. You know, and... Uh, and I, f- I remember a few weeks beforehand, uh, Manly played Parramatta. I went to the game. Manly won that game to go into the grand final. Yeah. And I remember walking out of the Brongle stand with my dad and family and, <laughs> and these Manly supporters say, I hope your train crashes on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, Paul had his karma and they won two weeks later beat Manly <laughs> in the grand final. <laughs> And then you got the, the Parramatta versus Canterbury Bankstown rivalry in the eighties. So each each side won four grand finals each. Yeah. And they played each other in the nineteen eighty four and eighty six grand finals. And yeah, in the nineteen eighty five prelimi- preliminary final, which Paul attended, <laughs> but Canterbury won twenty six nil. That was a long trip home that day. <laughs> Yeah, the Parramatta got revenge and won the following year. That that score was four points to two in the '86 Grand Final. Yeah. So they would play each other, and they'd be really low-scoring games. Cause, yeah. So they had a five-meter rule back then. Where now it's been ten-meter rule for years. Yeah. Five-meter rule. It was just a, oh, yeah, real grudge match. You know, just yeah, yeah, yeah war of attrition. And, uh, but then you had the Jimmy Connors versus John McEnroe in tennis 
No, they were seen as the two bad boys of tennis, you know. You, you had the young, you know, the John McEnroe versus the old and Jimmy Connors. Yeah. And there'd often be a lot of name-calling between each other and you know, yeah. they, they just didn't like each other at all. Yeah. And they played an epic 1982 final, which Jimmy Connors won. But in matchups, John McEnroe, uh, he won 20 to 13. Yeah. And then you had John McEnroe versus the Czech, Ivan yeah. Lendl. He later became an American. Yeah. Um, but I always went for Ivan Lendl. Yeah. He was my hero because, yeah, I didn't like McEnroe. <laughs> but, yeah, McEnroe had this advantage because Lendl was like, he he was he had like the Colling Wobbles, you know, yeah. or the Chokamata, the Paramata. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just could not crack it. Like he'd be world number one all year, but he just could not win a Grand Slam. Yeah. And, yeah, I think it was in 1984, it was in the French Open final. McEnroe was just playing all over him. Uh, Lendl came from two sets down to beat McEnroe, and that was his first Grand Slam title. Uh, and then, yeah, he won quite a few after that. Uh, um, yeah, but – and actually, yeah, Lendl, all up, Lendl uh, won the matchups 21 to 15. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but then you look at ice hockey with the US, USA versus USSR, especially at the 1980 Winter Olympics where, you know, the Americans had pretty much a, a college team against, you know, the Soviet professional players and, and they, they beat them in the semi-final. Yeah, I can rem remember that very clearly. Um, and then, but not just in ice hockey... You know, uh, you had the same in basketball. Yeah. Yeah, especially like at the Olympics where the USSR, they uh, beat America in uh, Munich in 1972 when USSR got a, a basket to win, you know, right on the full-time siren. And, yeah. And then the, the Soviets beat the Americans yeah. At the Olympics in 1988, and that's when the Americans just said, "No, nah, we can't have this happen. No, nah, <laughs> we yeah. can't be upstaged by a, you know, yeah, yeah our Cold War nemesis." Um, so yeah, 1992, they put in their best players, and that's where the dream team term came from. You know, uh, yeah. you had Michael Jordan playing, and yeah. Larry Bird, and Magic Johnson, and yeah. yeah. Oh, it was just daylight between them and the silver medal, you know. And in motorsport in the 80s, in Formula One, you had Brazilian Ayrton Senna versus the Frenchman, Alain Prost. Yeah. And this teammate rivalry began in 1988 when yeah. Prost joined Senna in the, in the uh, McLaren team. Went, went, mm. went for 10 years. Yeah, yeah. They carried on for 10 years. Yeah, and they'd often get in each get in each other's way to prevent the other from winning. Yeah, and this used to happen with Mark Weber and what's his name, the German Vettel, Sebastian Vettel on yeah. the same team, and Vettel just wouldn't give an inch, you know. Yeah, yeah. just wouldn't let him win a race, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and even even with some teams, it's even they'll have, you know. One driver that they would tell the other driver that, yeah, mm. even if you're at, 
as long as we've got two coming first and second, but still yeah. let him win. Yeah. They have, a pre- they have a preferred driver to win. Yeah, that's right. Race. Daniel Ricciardo, was he? Daniel Ricciardo, he got got a third the other night, which was really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of his best results for a while. Yeah. But in, uh, yeah, there was some great rivalries in Formula One, wasn't there? Yeah. Well, spe- also, you know, in, uh, in Bathurst, yeah, you had Peter Brock and Dick Johnson. And yeah, well, yeah mm. well, there's always been a rivalry between Ford and Holden. That's fans. right, yeah. Well, they just made a movie recently, didn't they? Yeah, the, yeah I'm not quite yeah. sure, but yeah. Yeah, it's always Ford been. Ford versus Fer- Ferrari. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That, that, that would have been in another format of the race. Mm. But as for supercars in Australia, it's always been. Yeah. Yeah, either Holden Man or, yeah. or Ford Man. That's right. Yeah, because I'm that, definitely not a Ford Man. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, I, I actually saw. A, a, I've had two Fords and they didn't last long. I, I was at the petrol station last week and yeah. this guy had one of the upper class models of the Ford. Yeah. So he spilt, you know, he filled up with the premium petrol, high octane. Yeah. Got a little bit of petrol on his um, paintwork, so he opened up the boot. Yeah. And um, got a rag out and cleaned it, wiped it off, went and paid for his petrol, came back, sat in his car. Hey. It wouldn't start. Oh, really? <laughs> then he had to get out. Doesn't surprise me. <laughs> and push it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he's, the car's probably only a couple of years older than most. Yeah. And here I am in my buddy, my 18 year old. Yours goes oh, well, doesn't oh, it? Oh, I know, which I, I've yeah. done bugger all to it. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it takes me anywhere without a complaint. Mm. Yeah. Yours is impressive, that car. Yeah. It hoons around, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we go back to tennis again now, and you had in the women's tennis, you had uh, Chris Evert versus Martina Navratilova. Oh, yeah, the, the yeah. women's tennis is always fiery. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, Navratilova came out on top, 43 to 37. But I guess they were sort of friends, I think, you know. Yeah. Um, I think Evert had the, the advantage early on and. And they played each other, but Navratilova, oh, man, she was around that early 80s period. She was phenomenal. Uh, yeah. She won Wimbledon's for fun, you know. <laughs> yeah. Just out for days. Oh, yeah. Days yeah. play. But she was so masculine compared to a lot of the players that she played against. Uh, so I remember, like early on in her career, she looked, you know, she, she, she must have done got into heaps of weight training and... And, yeah, she had the uh, muscly arms. Yeah. And, oh yeah, yeah. No, she was an outstanding sports sportswoman. She made yeah. a comeback years later. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, she, I think. She, yeah, she played doubles and she pretty well. Like this is when she was in her fifties, I think. Yeah. Um, but no, this one. I don't know whether I should bring this one up. We're going to rugby union now, yeah. <laughs> and I, I wouldn't call it a rivalry anymore. Yeah. The Bledisloe Cup, yeah. especially after New Zealand f- 
flogged well, Australia the other night. Well, it was a record score line. Well, it, well, that that but bless is low cut. It's yeah. it's more like just practice for the all, oh it is all blacks yeah, yeah. because yeah. They, they always wipe Australia with yeah. <laughs> with it yeah we're just a joke <laughs> yeah. yeah absolute joke yeah um yeah no nah, well so that they go back they've been playing since early 1900s and yeah yeah and what I do remember though was um, you know in the 1980s it was a really even contest yeah it was especially in the early 80s you like uh, the 1980 series was probably one of the first ones I remember and the Wallabies won and 1984 they won too they won again due to Mark Ella Magic and David Campisi and yeah, and I remember 1982, I was uh, at the Sydney Cricket Ground. I was sitting in the Barongal stand there, and it was, I was at a rugby league finals match. Yeah. And I think I went into the bar, you know, to get some drinks or something. I'll go to the toilet. And uh, it was jam-packed in there. Yeah. So everyone, all these blokes were all crowded around the bar watching the Bledisloe Cup on the small TV. Yeah. And Australia... Oh, I don't know who it was, but he took an intercept and ran the whole length of the field and scored a try. And I just remember all everyone in the bar just going berserk. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but it was all to no avail. The, the All Blacks won, and um, yeah, but they were just so hard to beat on their own turf. Mm. The, the All Blacks, you know. Yeah. Yeah, like they they haven't beaten. The Wallabies haven't beaten the All Blacks in New Zealand, I think, since 2001. Yeah. And they haven't won at Eden Park in Auckland since 1986. Yeah. I remember that match. Yeah. <laughs> Alan Jones coached the Wallabies then. Yeah. Um, but they've been, yeah, they've contested the Bledisloe Cup since the 1930s. New Zealand have won 48 to 12. Yeah. <laughs> 48 times 12. <laughs> yeah. But you look at rugby league between Australia and New Zealand and it's pretty much the other way. Uh, Australia's dominate, dominated by that amount. Yeah. Yeah, and then you go to cricket now and India versus Pakistan. Now, this has been the case since around 1947 mm. when Pakistan became a separate country from India. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so they've just had a hatred of it. Basically, it's often, you know, it's due to the political hostilities, you know, the Indo-Pakistan wars and the Kashmir conflict and... Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I do remember the 1985 World Championship of Cricket Final. That was like a mini World Cup that was played in Australia. Oh, yeah. And India beat Pakistan in the final. But then yeah. you've got the 1996 and... 1995, 1999 World Cups where India was too good for Pakistan. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, the players are, from both teams, they're just under so much intense pressure to win. Yeah. And then if they don't win, you know, they're threatened by extreme reactions, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the house gets threatened to be burnt down. <laughs> yeah. There's effigies on the street, you know. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, they've played each other. But surprisingly, they haven't played each other much, especially in test matches. And this is due to that, that you know, the, um, the, the political tensions between the two countries. Yeah, so, yeah, in, in the 80s, yeah, they played each other in tests in the 1980s, but only once in the 1990s, that yeah. whole decade. Yeah. Yeah. So all up, they've only played each other in 58 test matches. India have won nine and Pakistan 11. Yeah. There have been 38 draws. Oh. Yeah. And in one-day games, 65 one-day games, India have won 27, Pakistan 36. Mm. Yeah, but <clears throat> especially, you know, when they play each other in World Cups now, oh, man, it's just, yeah, like... I think the night the twenty nineteen World Cup, the last World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. They played each other in when they played each other in England, there was like eight hundred thousand applications for tickets yeah. for that game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for a stadium that holds like twenty five, thirty thousand. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd be like winning the lottery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, in English football you got the Merseyside derby between Everton and Liverpool. Mm. Yeah, so in the 19... One thing that I yeah, clearly stands out for me was the 1986 FA Cup final. I think Everton won the, the Premier League that year. Uh, but in the FA Cup final, Liverpool won. Yeah, Everton were leading 1-0 at half-time due to a Gary Lineker goal. Uh. And then, yeah, second half, oh, Liverpool... Yeah, came back and yeah. won 3-1 and Aussie Craig Johnston, <laughs> he scored a goal. Yeah. And I thought, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and in 1989 in the FA Cup final, Liverpool beat Everton 3-2. And you also had the rivalry between Everton and Man Manchester United mm. and especially the 1985 FA Cup final. And I remember a Manchester United player was sent off early in the game. So Man United, they played with 10 men for pretty much the whole match. Yeah. Went into extra time. Then it went into overtime and Man United score a goal, scored a goal and won 1-0. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but one thing I do remember was in 1995, Everton had revenge and they beat Man United in the FA Cup final 1-0. Yeah. And that was a big surprise because that year Everton had a really bad year. You know, they had their worst start for the year. Yeah. Yeah, they lost about their first four, four or five games and they, they really struggled. But the FA Cup final, they came out. And, yeah. Yeah, and it's, just, it's a bit sad now. You don't hear much about the FA Cup finals now. They were a massive event when I was growing up. Mm. Yeah. And then in athletics, you had the, uh, the battle between the Brits in the 1980s. Yes, Lord Sebastian Coe, Steve Avett and Steve Cream in middle distance running. So they, uh, you know, this was the 800 metres and 1500 metres. And especially in the 1980 and 84 Olympics where Sebastian Coe won both the 1500 metres. Yeah, and yeah, I only just came across this the other day, and I, 
Yeah, it's been years since I've heard about it. And it's the rowing between Oxford and Cambridge. Um, it's between the Oxford Boating Club and the Cambridge Boating Club. And it's, it's an open eights race. And, yeah, for years it's just been called the boat race. Yeah. Yeah. And they've been racing since like 1824 yeah. or something. And it's a very prestigious oh, yeah. race. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of honour. Oh, yeah. To, yeah. To, to say what? For either one. Mm. You have to win and be the other one. Yeah. yeah well, they, they race on the, um, the Thames, yeah. you know, that river that goes through London. Yeah. And Cambridge have won 84 times, Oxford 80. Yeah. So that's pretty close. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything from the 80s, any other rivalries you can think of? Or? I think that's the main decade yeah. where yeah. everything stood out for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there was a, the Ryder Cup. Oh, the Ryder Cup, yeah. Yeah, between America and Europe. Mm, yep. Yeah, well, unfortunately it was cancelled this year. Yeah. So that's held every two years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, with America's, um, oh, they, they, some some of the crowds treat it like a football match, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, up until I think it was 19, oh, what was the year, 74? We'll just have a look here. Uh, what year was it? Because what happened... It used to be between America and Great Britain. Yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't until, like, in the 1970s that, yeah, yeah they made it continental Europe yeah. because a lot of European players were doing yeah. really well, like Seve Ballesteros, a lot of, good, a lot of other good Spaniard players and yeah. Bernard Langer, you know, from Germany. and Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it was held... In 19, first held in 1927, so, yeah, it's held every two years. So, yeah, so it might be played in, in a golf course in America uh, and then two years later it will be held somewhere in Europe. Uh, yeah. And what they've included now is the, uh, the President's Cup between uh, America and the internationals. Yeah. Uh, so that's just a non-event because the Americans just win all the time. Yeah. Uh, um, yes, but no, 1979 was when it expanded to include continental Europe, and since since then Europe has won 11 times. Yeah, yeah. So there's even been rivalry in chess. Oh yeah, who's that? Uh, 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 Forget uh, the guy's name. He's a Russian. Yeah, the name's hard to pronounce. But. Yeah. You think well, chess? Wonder how fierce competition. <laughs> I wonder if there's any rivalry in bloody darts. It's a big, big event in uh, yeah, Russia. Yeah. Chess, yeah. They learn at an early yeah. age. Mm. Oh, oh, darts, yeah. I wonder if there's any rivalry in there. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, I got an English mate, and he's yeah. big into his darts, and yeah, yeah he'd know. Yeah, Phil Taylor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, um, he's had a lot of big rivalries over the year. Yeah. Mm. I think he's retired now. Yeah. But oh, I used to love watching him. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 
That song, there's only one Phil Taylor, only one Phil Taylor, <laughs> walking along, singing his song, <laughs> walking in a tale of wonderland. <laughs> I think that's how it goes. Yeah. 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 But, uh. Yeah, well, like, even with uh, the rivalry for decades and, yeah. You know, yeah. Between Ferrari and McLaren. Yeah. And the cutthroat. Yeah. Competition between the drivers. Yeah. And that and even even just in England between England itself and Wales. Yeah. yeah. Oh exactly. R- yeah. Rivalry and rugby league rugby over there. Yeah, rugby union. Yeah. And yeah. There's a big rivalry between, you know, in the five nations, England and France and England and Wales and when they play Scotland. The same applies in uh, football over there too, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's weird because in the Olympics, they all compete together as Great Britain. Yeah. But in any other event, any other sport, they compete, you know, independently. Yeah. Yeah, so England, even (laughs) in the World Cup, you know, there's no Great Britain, there's England... Scotland, you know, they play separate teams. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, there's a lot of big rivalry between England and Scotland. Yeah. Football. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So we go to the 1990s now. I was just going back to darts. I remember now, yeah, Phil Taylor and the Scotsman, Gary Anderson. Yeah. So there's the England-Scott yeah. rivalry there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, my next door neighbour was playing darts on the weekend. Yeah, and I yelled out over the fence. I go, "Hey, you're doing it wrong." <laughs> he comes over and he goes, "What do you mean I'm doing it wrong? Where's your beer? <laughs> you got one beer in one hand and the dart in the other to get the balance yeah. right." <laughs> and I go, "One hundred and eighty." Yeah, I used to watch a lot of it on um, Fox Sports. Um, yeah, they don't show much of it now, yeah. Um, yeah, so with the 1990s, yeah, with rugby league, early in the decade you had Canberra playing Penrith and Canberra won the 1990 grand final in a close match and Penrith came back the following year and won in 1991. And we covered that in the 1991 episode, didn't we, with Roy Simmons scoring two tries. Yeah. In his last game, yeah, probably the only <laughs> he only scored like four tries in his whole career, probably, and two in that in his last game in the grand final. And in tennis, yeah, with Pete Sampras versus Andre Agassi, and Sampras was world number one for two hundred and eighty-six weeks. Agassi was number one for one hundred and one weeks, and they played each other thirty-four times. Sampras winning twenty times. And, yeah, they, they were interesting when they played each other because they had different styles, you know. Sam Press was more the, you know, the smash and ace, ace. Agassi was more the grafter, you know. Beautiful baseline shots and brilliant return of serve. And Yeah, and in uh, rugby league, Manly versus Newcastle, and especially between Mark Carroll from Manly and Paul Harrigan, the chief from Newcastle. <laughs> oh, boy, they would have some big hits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they used to go out and want to take each other out. And 
And, yeah, the 1997 grand final epic between Manly and Newcastle, where Newcastle won on the full-time siren. And, uh, yeah, in boxing, this is one you probably remember, Glenn. Evander Holyfield versus Mike Tyson. In the 1997 fight with Tyson biting mm. off some of Holyfield's ear. Well, Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> he spat it out. <laughs> <laughs> and they fought twice and Holyfield won both. Uh, yeah. Gives me the chills just thinking about But I saw them interviewed. Uh, would have been last year. This is, you know, years after they fought each other. Yeah. And they're quite amicable towards each other now. Yeah. Yep, it's all swept under the carpet. Yep. Yep. All forgiven. (laughs) (laughs) Had the the ear sewn back on. Mm. Yeah. But then you had uh, Evander Holyfield late late in the 90s. He had a rivalry with the the Brit Lennox Lewis. Yeah, Mm. Lewis seemed to come out on top there. Um, but in basketball, yeah, the Chicago Bulls with Michael Jordan and Aussie Luke Longley versus the New York Knicks. And they also had big rivalries against the Utah Jazz. Probably a few other sides there. And in English football, yeah, the big rivalry, and it even goes till today, Arsenal versus Man United. And Manchester United had six Premier League titles in the 90s. Arsenal captured the 1997 title, and this continued into the 2000s. So they, those two sides just dominated the 90s. Um, I think Leeds won, surprisingly, won a title there in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, with Harry Kuehl, I think he was playing for them then. Um, and, yeah, you had the in rugby league the ARL versus the Super League war. Between 1995 and 1997. Yeah. Yeah, so it all started on April Fool's Day, 1995. Yeah, Yeah, so all of a sudden, all these players, rugby league players, were becoming mega rich overnight. Yeah. They were earning 40, 50 grand a year at the most, and all of a sudden they were earning millions. Yeah. Yeah, and... uh, yeah, but see what happened, the Super League, so they went to court several times because the Super League wanted to kick off their competition, um, break away from the ARL, uh, who were running the game at the time. Uh, um, but, yeah, no, nah, the court wouldn't uh, let them, and it wasn't until 1997 uh, that they broke away and they were allowed to play their own competition. Uh, Bob Fulton, he used to call it the uh, Neville League. He was a big Neville ARL League. man. Yeah. He'd call it the Neville League, yeah. the Super League. The, <laughs> it wasn't the real competition. Yeah. They were they were imposters. Yeah. The, the, the the um the best April Fool's joke I've ever heard yeah. was morning breakfast. I mean, yeah, morning show on the local ABC, and he just announced that midday on. First of April this year, yeah. surfers, people that surf will now need a license. Very <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a lot of people would fall for that. And they did. Yeah. And the poor girl on reception, the phone just went off yeah. because there was no internet at the time to find out <laughs> whether it was true or not or information. And, 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 
And he even came on the next day and yeah. he said, the phone's still ringing. <laughs> you know it's April Fool, you know I was joking. Yeah. <laughs> I remember these two blokes I was living with in, uh, on the northern beaches near Manly. Yeah. Yeah, in the 90s, early 90s. Yeah. Yeah, they got me big time one day. Yeah. yeah Manly played Parramatta and Parramatta won. Yeah. But Manly had a try at the end that should have been allowed. Yeah. You know, they were rocked. Yeah. And, oh, you know, I was really happy. Oh, Parramatta won and, you know, because, yeah, it was a big upset. Yeah. And then my mates are going, oh, didn't you hear the news? No, they reversed it. Manly, Manly won. Yeah, yeah. They, that try was allowed. And I'm going, what? <laughs> and I fell for it. <laughs> Hook, line and sinker. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, in golf, Greg Norman. First, Nick Faldo. Oh, and who'll ever forget the the disaster of the 1996 US Masters? Greg Norman blew a six-shot lead going into the final round. Yeah. And Faldo just didn't take him long to, yeah, mow Norman down. And so how did he blow it? Just, just oh, he just playing poorly. Yeah. yeah. The, the US Masters, like. That Augusta there, yeah. if you're slightly not with it, you know, things can badly go against you. Uh, they did that day. He woke up with a bad back and Greg Norman and, yeah, yeah and there was a, you know, I just remember at the end, after the 18 holes, yeah, Faldo went up to Norman and gave him a hug and, see, Faldo, he was just, yeah, Norman was probably always a better golfer, but Faldo was just so good under pressure. You know, and, uh, yeah, some of those players have really got it. You know, the, when it comes to the majors, they they really seem to peak. Like, you got that American player today. Oh, I forget his name. Um, he's got the weird name, but he, he's won about bloody four or five majors. Yeah. You know, but they're about the only tournaments he's won. Yeah. He's just, yeah, he just seems to be up for those those tournaments. Yeah. Uh, I'll think of his name. Uh, Brooks Coper. Yeah, Brooks Coper. Uh, yeah. That's his name. Yeah. American <laughs> listeners will probably go, nah, that's not his name. That's uh, not his name. Pronounce it. <laughs> so this is it because yeah, you hardly ever hear about him. Yeah. But when there's majors on, he's there, you know. Yeah. Yeah. He's one like couple of US Opens and a couple of PGAs and, oh, gosh. Yeah, and uh, in netball, you've got Australia versus New Zealand. New Zealand. So the Aussie Diamonds versus Silver Ferns from New Zealand. Yeah. And they play for the Constellation Cup. Yeah. But, oh, geez, they've had a massive rivalry, you know, because they're always um. really close games. Often there's only a goal in it. Yeah. And, yeah, I remember the 1991 World Cup and yeah. Bob Hawke's there cheering them on. Yeah, and my, my auntie, Carl Sykes, she was the coach. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah so so what year was she the coach? Oh, she's done so much. Yeah. yeah but she's there for a fair while. I'd have to, I'd have to look it up and yeah. we'll have to see if we can get me cousin on. Exactly. Le- Leanne to tell her story about yeah. her mother. 
Oh, that'd be because awesome. she was a real character. Yeah. In that ball, and she she was tough. Mm. And whenever you know, the diamonds had made a mistake, the cameras would always go and focus on Daddy Carol because she'd yeah. be there. You know, she'd either look away in disgust <laughs> or you know, there'd be something. She was like the Craig Bellamy of netball, eh? Yeah, she, yeah. She, oh. she, she ironed with the. She ruled with the iron fist. Oh, Craig Bellamy, gosh, Melbourne Storm could be up by 20 points with two minutes to go. And yeah. Yeah, if the opposition score a try, he'll be going ballistic. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah she worked hard. She worked them hard. But, but when they won and done yeah. well, she really praised them. Mm. She was ecstatic. Yeah. But, she, but she just wanted them to be the best. Mm. That they, yeah, that they could be. Yeah, yeah I, well, they, they've yeah. played some games where I've just been glued to the TV set, like the yeah. 2010 Commonwealth Games in Delhi, yeah. New Zealand. Like it went into extra time, then yeah. extra time, and yeah. again, and yeah, New Zealand won right at the end. Yeah, yeah, but um, no, it's quite an exciting game, yeah. you know, when it's played at that level. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, mm, definitely. <laughs> And for so long, it was just a little game that Australia played. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there wasn't much money in it. No. And it should be, uh, it used to be shown on the ABC of a Saturday afternoon. And, That's right. And, yeah. and and then it started to get bigger and yeah, you know, more more teams from more states around the, the yeah. country. And mm. I think uh, until the... AFL expanded into That's West, right. Western Australia and all that. Yeah. It was only the, the netball that had actually teams in each state. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, with basketball too. Yeah. yeah. No, they've had a lot of teams in the national competition that have come and gone over the years. Yeah. The Brisbane Bullets that, yeah. that left for about seven or eight years and then came back. And, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you go to the Rugby Union again and with the New Zealand All Blacks versus the South Africa Springboks. The game that really stands out is the 1995 World Cup final in South Africa, which the Springboks won in extra time with a Joel Stransky field goal um, and Nelson Mandela handing them the World Cup, bringing the nation together. So even when South Africa had that ban, you know, when they were banned for um, apartheid, yeah, I remember New Zealand played South Africa in some test matches and, yeah, but it didn't last long because of all the protests and demonstration mm -hmm. and, yeah, but they've, in 50 test matches, New Zealand have won 34 times, South Africa 16, and they've both won three World Cups each. And they first played each other in 1921. Yeah. yeah. But then you go to the football now, like world football, and you've got, well, you've got a lot of rivalries, but you've, especially England versus Germany. Yeah. Um, yeah, Brazil versus Argentina. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like Brazil and Argentina, they're both nations stop and they play each other. Yeah. 
And then you've got Argentina versus Germany. So, that yeah, they played each other in the 1986, 1990, yeah. 2014 World Cup finals. Yeah. yeah, but other rivalries in the 1990s I can think of is, is uh, boxing, Jeff Fennick versus yeah. Zuma Nelson, the Garner. Yeah. And we spoke briefly before about with Rugby League, Australia, Australian Kangaroos versus New Zealand Kiwis. Yeah. And, yeah, they first played each other in 1908. They've played 135 times. Yeah. Australia have had 100 wins, New Zealand 32 with three draws. But it's yeah. been very even in recent years. Yeah. But even in the 80s, I remember, you know, like Australia had a heaps better side on paper. Yeah. But New Zealand, like they'd have a team of reserve graders. Yeah. They'd just put that black jersey on. Oh, man. Yeah. And they would grow 10, foot, 10 feet tall. Yeah. Olsen Filipana. Yeah. You know, Fred Arcoy. Oh, like just they'd play reserve grade. Balmain and North Sydney. Yeah. Just be superstars on the one night. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you go to the 2000s now. So with uh, the NRL, so Manly versus Melbourne. So Melbourne won the 2007 grand final, 34 to 8. Yeah. And Manly won the following year in the 2008 grand final, yeah. 40 to nil. <laughs> but in 2011, when they were playing each other at Brookvale, they had one of the biggest brawls you've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Glenn Stewart from Manly and Adam Blair, when they were walking off the field, yeah, started punching into each other and then both teams got involved and it went into the grandstand and, oh, boy. And they, they have a bit of rivalry today, even today, those two teams. Yeah. AFL, you had Brisbane Lions versus Collingwood. So Brisbane won the 2003 and 2004 grand finals over the Magpies. Yeah, yeah, and in golf, Tiger Woods versus Phil Mickelson. And both have the most major titles among active golfers. Mm. One thing I'll put online, I saw it once. (laughs) It's really funny. (laughs) <laughs> Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson are playing against each other. Yeah. You know, they must have been paired up in one of the uh, one of the tournaments in America, uh, yeah. USPGA. And you know when they go the first tee, Tiger Woods. You know they introduce someone will introduce each player, uh, yeah. and they'll talk about all their you know tournaments they've won uh, and uh, how much money they've won uh, and. <laughs> Tiger Woods is doing his practice swing just about the tee off on the first hole. Uh, Bill Mickelson's standing there. Uh, and this guy, you know, he's talk, introducing Tiger Woods. And he's going on for bloody five, ten minutes about uh, he's won the 2012, uh, 2002 US Masters, a bloody this open, that open. Uh, oh, just going on forever. He's won 20. $2.3 billion or something. Yeah, and then yeah. Phil Mickelson goes, ah, ah, that's enough. No more of that. That's enough. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. The crowd's uh, just bursting out laughing. I've even seen them talk about that even in the big food competition, food eating competitions. Oh, yeah. They talk about you know, each competitor and yeah. what they've won and <laughs> how much they've eaten in, in each competition. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I remember the boomerang competition between Australia and America in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, and America would often win. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how, but yeah. yeah, obviously Australia weren't picking the right athletes. Mm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't think they like each other much, Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson. Yeah. But Woods, uh, he's won 80 PGA titles, Mickelson's won 43. Woods has won 14 majors, Mickelson five. But after 2009, yeah, with uh, Tiger Woods and all these extramarital affairs, yeah, Phil Mickelson has tended to dominate. Um, but he was another one, Phil Mickelson. It took him a while to win his first major. Uh, when he did, oh, yeah. Yeah, he won. He's, he won lots after that. Yeah. Um, one's a right-hander, the other one's a left-hander. and uh, Yeah, we, we spoke about the Ryder Cup golf before. And then in tennis, yeah, the Spaniard Rafael Nadal versus Roger Federer. And the game that stands out for me was the, uh, the 2008, the epic Wimbledon final, which Nadal won in five sets. But they've played each other 40 times, with Nadal leading 24 to 16. But how's this for rivalry? They've both won 20 major titles each. Yeah. <laughs> Grand Slam matches. In Grand Slam matches, Nadal leads 10 to 4. But surprisingly, yeah. they're yet to meet each other at the US Open. Yeah, so after so many years, they've never played each other at the yeah. US Open. But from the 2005 French Open to the 2007 US Open, between them, they won 11 consecutive Grand Slam titles, wow. those two players. How, what, that's incredible, <laughs> isn't it? So that was early on in Nadal's career. Yeah. Yeah. But the first time I remember Rafael Nadal was when he played Leighton Hewitt at the Australian Open in 2005. And, yeah, I didn't think he was that much of a player. Like, you know, oh, yeah. a bit overrated, this bloke. Hewitt beat him, he came back and beat him, and yeah. I thought Nadal was just a bit of a sook, you know, when he was under pressure, he'd just, yeah, you know, this bloke's easy when he's under pressure. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he proved proved me wrong, that's for sure. Yeah. But, um, yeah, in athletics, the USA versus Jamaica, especially in the relays, and, yeah, especially with the Jamaican Usain Bolt versus Tyson Gay and... Justin Gatlin, who um, the American, is yeah, yeah, not a been busted for steroids a few times. Mm. And in AFL, yeah, Sydney versus the West Coast Eagles. Yeah. And yeah, in the two thousand five Grand Final, Sydney won by a few points. And in the two thousand six Grand Final, West Coast won by a point. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, they. Those two particular years, are, yeah, nothing separate, nothing much separate. Yeah, those very two close. In the last decade, yeah, you, you know, you look at like the big four in tennis, like Roger Federer versus Nadal versus Novak Djokovic and versus Andy Murray. He was, he's in there too. So, just looking at their stats, so with Djokovic against the others, other three players. Right, he's had 81 wins, yep. 61 losses. Yeah. 
uh, with Nadal against the other three players. He's had 68 wins, 52 losses. Yeah. With Fedra, this surprises me, this. Um, he's had 53 wins, 62 losses. Yeah. So he's had more losses against the other three players. Yeah. Wins. And with Andy Murray, yeah, it's 29 to 56. Mm. So out of those stats, yeah, Novak Djokovic is the, the most successful out of the, the four players. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, and especially the last decade with Djokovic versus Nadal, and they, they've between, well, they've, they've had the most head-to-head meetings. So they've met each other 56 times. Djokovic has come out on top 29 to 27. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Nadal leads in Grand Slams 10 to 6 and 5 to 4 in finals. Uh. So uh, I guess they're the ones that count, really. Mm. But in rugby league and the NRL, yeah, oh. big rivalry between... Well, the Queensland Derby, Brisbane yeah. Broncos versus the North Queensland Cowboys. Yeah. And especially in the year 2015, they played each other four times and there was always like a few points between yeah. the two sides. And the 2015 grand final was considered the greatest grand final by many. Yeah. Where the Cowboys won an extra time um, with a Jonathan Thurston field goal. Um, but yeah, since 1995, Brisbane lead the number of wins 34 to 17 with two draws, and they had two wins each in 2015. But surprisingly, they didn't beat the Broncos until the semi-final in 2004. Yeah. Yeah. So it took them nearly a decade to beat the Broncos for the first time. Oh. Yeah. And in AFL. Yeah, you had uh, Hawthorne versus Richmond. Yeah. So both teams won uh, three premierships in the past decade. Yeah. Yeah. So Hawthorne won the premiership in 2013, 2014, 2015. Yeah. Richmond won in 2017, 2019, and this year in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Any other rivalries, Glenn? Oh, you know, between... Yeah, in MotoGP between um, the Italian, it's just gone straight in my mind. Uh, Valentino Rossi. Yeah. And the Spanish. Oh, yeah. Mark uh, Mar- Marquez. Yeah. You know, have had a rivalry for many years. Yeah, and Rossi and Casey Stone are there at a lot. Yeah. It's on stage there too, yeah. eh? Yeah. Mm. So there was even, you know, some rivalry in pool. So there's, I'm um, not pool, um, big sneak. Oh, sorry, sneak. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm thinking about all different games about using the same table. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, in most sports, there's, well, all sports has been um, rivalries. Well, even in the movie um, Cracker Jack. Oh, yep. With, um, yeah, based on lawn bowls, mm. there was a rivalry between the, um, the the club that Mick Malloy was playing for and the Bigger Bowls Club, which was a big club that had yep. all these poker machines and and had all the top, top, um, yeah. 
plays that came out only for the yeah to guarantee that they they won the final round. Yeah, and that yeah. So. <laughs> There's been some good sporting rivalry movies. Yeah. Bring it on in cheerleading. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so what's your top five? My top rivalries? five all-time rivalries. Yeah. Oh, geez, it's hard. Um. Yeah. Well, I'm going. You know, like just the ones I uh, in my memory. Yeah. You know, I know there's been heaps before I was born, and yeah. But in, just in, in general, in, from what I can remember in my time alive and from the time I can remember <laughs> watching sport on television, yeah. I've got number five, the Ryder Cup. Yeah. Yep. Number four, I've got Djokovic versus Nadal. Yeah. Number three, I've got another tennis one, Fedra versus Nadal. Mm. Number two is the State of Origin, New South Wales versus Queensland, yeah. rugby league. And number one is the Ashes, England versus Australia in cricket. I've got a book at home on uh, every series, England versus Australia in Uh, in the Ashes. And it's it's thick. It's huge. Every test match. Yeah. Yeah. You think, you know, since 1877. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah. So well, Australia was yeah. still part of the, the British Empire then, you know. Uh, it wasn't until 1901. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we became yeah, part, well, independent, didn't we? Yeah, we were still a part yeah. of it in a way, but yeah, you know, where we got full yeah, independence. Yeah. Oh. So what's our topic? What's our year for next oh, episode? Yep. And this. So I remember the years this week. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to go to a year. Oh, where are they? Oh, and they're in this cap. And we're going to do it in a music cap. Yeah, in a yeah. music cap. The broad, the the blues broad beach. The blues on broad beach. Yeah, and and on the Gold Coast, which unfortunately is a great festival, but what. Wasn't on this year because of the the coronavirus. And then Jacob, oh, I've shaken it too much. <laughs> <laughs> the years have gone flying out of the hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're flying out again. Yeah, Come back here. You've still got one over Come here. Come back here to 2010. Don't shake it anymore. <laughs> Just pick one out, 20, mate. 2010 was the last year I won the Melbourne Cup. Yeah. Okay. So right, Glenn's gonna pick it out. I'll be the standby. I'll be the draw girl. Eighties, 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 eighties. Yes. Okay. It's in the eighties. Oh yes. Pick a year. Nineteen eighty-two. Close. Eighty-three. Exactly. Oh. Well, America's <laughs> Cup year. Yeah. Yep. Okay, well, that's what. So we'll be. Parramatta won the grand final. <laughs> was it the last time they ran the grand final? 86 was the last one. Yeah. I'm still waiting. Okay. So 1983. <laughs> oh, we're looking forward to that one. Yep. Yep. 
Okay, so thanks for joining us today for this special episode on sporting rivalries. And, uh, yeah, we've had a great time. Mm. So please check out our Facebook for posts of my sporting memories. Yeah. They're going up every day. Yeah, that's good. Yep. Like a bolt out of the blue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't keep up with them. <laughs> Yeah. So thanks to Gold Studio Productions for producing Paul's sporting memories. Please check out a gold please check out Gold Studio Productions on Facebook. So it's a goodbye from Paul. And it's a goodbye for Glenn. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>